welcome back episode three of the bean pod i'm your host brendan butterbean queen driver to zero three for lee Poya performance in the cars tour or as we should say the z max cars tour Yo. as of yesterday it is november what is today 28th the 28th we are tuesday recording this um and you are i'm nicole so actually a funny story we actually had this conversation at the track this weekend because everyone laughs that i just say nicole and i'm like well i don't really have a title and uh, i think it was butch on the team said that my title should be the queen you have the last name queen but i'm the queen because i run the show <laughs> well there you have it nicole the queen <laughs> that is her new co-host name on the no. bean pod so three episodes in now this yeah. is this is wild uh you can see we added mic stands today because we feel like big time this might fix our static issue from having to hold uh, everything mm-hmm. um did you do anything interesting this weekend i sure didn't but you did <laughs> yeah you didn't do nothing fun this weekend oh i went to a really fun race what a barn burner of a race uh we're gonna get into that here in a second um how was your Thanksgiving first? Let's go back. Let's just back this up because Thanksgiving was the day after we recorded last week. So we had Thanksgiving. We got to add in there that I pulled off a pretty gnarly surprise for your birthday through a pretty awesome. Oh, yeah, we did. We recorded on my birthday, didn't we? We did. So I went and surprised Brendan. We got hibachi, his favorite. I told him me and his mom were taking him, but I actually surprised him with like 20 of his closest friends. So that was fun. I pulled that off. I'm terrible at surprises. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty exciting. I uh, I didn't expect that. We went to the Japanese steakhouse. Sure did. Got some uh, filet mignon and shrimp, fried rice. So good. Yum yum sauce. Mm. Uh, you did a good job. I was honestly surprised. You told me it was just mom and you and ended up with 20 people. So yeah, uh, that was fun. Was I caught, job. I think, six or seven shrimp in a row in my mouth. So oh, yeah. that was a record for me um uh you caught did you catch i can't remember maybe one maybe one she's not on oh, our yeah, level he's a shrimp hit me in the face yeah so that was that was thursday and then i was tuesday. i mean i'm sorry i'm sorry sorry <laughs> sorry that was tuesday thanksgiving was thursday yeah uh wednesday night we went to your side of the, the family yeah had, had a good time playing some board games had some good uh what do we have steak and seafood yeah, had a it good was, time doing that. It was good, good card game. Uh, then Thursday we watched a parade mm-hmm. with my mom. Yeah, went and had some uh, Thanksgiving food that afternoon, and then we were heading south. Yeah, to Kenley. To Kenley for the Thanksgiving classic. I was told it was the twenty third Thanksgiving classic. Wow. Don't edit that if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they said twenty third. The check doesn't say it, but uh yeah so i guess we'll dive into that friday was cold uh wasn't that bad it was cold not compared to sunday yeah no not compared to caraway no um friday we went to the track early we had was we have fifth i'm sorry we had a couple hours of practice i think two hours total yeah and i was driving my leap oil performance best repair.net car and uh the one i ran in a car store so it was um our car we had just won with at caraway uh, our florence car was a little hurt yeah we uh were car store car man that's a freaking rocket that car is dialed it's in bad to the Le- bone. Le- build a good car there i'm uh i wish the season wasn't over but <laughs> i'll say that it was interesting because friday we unloaded with top four speed but the car wasn't quite how we wanted Mm -hmm. it wasn't landing in the corner as good as we needed it it just the attitude wasn't right and i you know in my head i i know lee and them are going to get it right but i just was like man like we're still not like quite to our potential and we're still fast like Mm -hmm. you know right there with josh really josh barry for you that you know might not know who i'm talking about but one to gauge off of so Lee, uh, well, so Friday night we went to Chili's. Oh, we did. Yeah, we went to that Chili's really with good. Chad and Eddie mm-hmm. and uh, Kyle in Memphis. Yeah, that was a good time. So we had a small dinner, but we went to Chili's, had a good time. 
Chad, uh, I know he listens to the the podcast, all Hot Wheels himself. <laughs> Hot Wheels. <laughs> um, Chad had her dialed in at dinner, man. They thought he was famous. He was going to yeah. sign autographs. That was uh, that was pretty <laughs> cool. Somebody recognized him. I we were talking about South Boston, and he so Chad is on the LPP team, and he worked with Philip Morris before us back in the day. So. Uh, Lee and Philip were big rivals, and it's kind of funny how he's uh, on our team now, but a lot of good yeah, stories. But somebody in the booth behind us recognized Chad from like 2003 at South Boston. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, he was a driver. Go on and sign an autograph. <laughs> but um, it was actually a cool story. We talked about Philip and talked about my old crew chief, Phil, and the guy knew everybody we were talking about. So that was a, a little bit of a racing history night at Chili's. Uh, good chicken tenders. Good co- cookie skillet. Oh, that cookie skillet was on Give point. that a 10 out of 10 that night. But uh, then I felt like we just caught it an early night Friday. We didn't go back to the track. I'm kinda, yeah, I think I edited you know, a podcast that night. Yeah, you did. And I'm kind of picky about that. Like, when I was younger, I'd probably want to go back to the track. But now I'm like, if I ain't got to be at the track, I'm going to sleep and I'll yeah. see y'all bright and early because the late models had to be there at the crack of dawn. Yeah. So Saturday, Lee told me he had a plan and I get there and we had an hour before practice and man, he had that car on jack stands. He was, he was working, buddy. And uh, yeah. I tell you, we unloaded a tenth faster than we did on our mock run the day before. And I told Lee, I was like, this thing is, you woke this car up. It's driving good. and. Didn't he say it came to him in a dream? Yeah, he dreamed about it. Wow. That's why he's one of the best to ever do it. <laughs> but he dreamed of uh, what he was going to do, and he and he had a plan, and it worked. And everybody on that team worked hard to get all the changes done. And uh, we had an hour practice. That was it before qualifying. So mm-hmm. we had one more set of tires, and Lee asked me if I wanted to uh, do a mock run. And I was like, man – it's driving better. I think we just keep working on race trim. And he was on the same page as me. He was just, you know, trying to make sure I was okay with it. And we um we made that race run. Felt like we were really good. And uh then we had to sit around for a couple hours before qualifying. And of course, somehow a random draw, I had to go out third. So I I am not funny how that works. Yeah, I don't I don't know how that works, but I had to go out third is what it is. I mean, it's not like it was a hot day, but still sucks having to go out early. Yeah. So, uh, first lap was fast. I mean, I ran a 28 on the first green flag lap and my car felt so good. And the second lap, I got through one and two really good, got through three and four. I got in a little bit harder than I wanted and I picked the gas up too early and I got tight and uh, slowed down barely. So we ended up fourth, Pole was a 24 and we were a 28. So uh, the last three years I've been in the top four and qualifying for that race. So I knew the car was probably better than where we qualified. I just, I messed up driver error. So not sure if it would have got the pole, but I feel like it would have had a shot. And our first lap was, you know, faster than anybody's. So um, I knew right then we had a good car and we were done at like what, two o'clock, three o'clock. So that was, that was Saturday. And we left there and went to the Outback Steakhouse, Outback. and we had a crowd for that one. We did. We had a. I think we rolled in with close to twenty people, fifteen, twenty. We had two tables. We did. Our Leith cars. Jimmy Atkins was with us. Yeah. Thanks for dinner, Leith cars. Hey, thanks, Jimmy. Um, it was it was pretty incredible. Uh, Lee decided to not go straight home. He went to eat with us because Lee lives close enough to. Southern National to save money on hotels, so he goes home. But because we got done early, we got to have a LPP dinner. Team dinner. That was fun. Had Bloomin' Onion. Oh, we did. I got a filet. I got a filet, and that was good. Um, good. I've turned Nicole into a steak girl. Yeah, you have. You've converted me. She did not like uh, many, many steaks until she met me. It's not that I didn't like steak. I've always enjoyed steak. It's just not my pref wasn't my preference until recently. But I think it's part of I never really had steak much growing up. So I just like I didn't know like what a good cut of steak was and all the different kinds and how I liked it. So now I'm I'm learning. Yeah, that I think was I was Brendan Queen long enough. He'll teach I, you. I'll eat steak every day <laughs> of the week. Or cow as me and Lee call it. Yeah. Some good cow over there. So um we went back, got a milkshake for cookout. 
Oh, we did. That, that was, was delightful. It was once again cold walking over there, but yeah, we walked. Ten out of ten choice. That was an adventure walking, and no dry, uh, no dining. We had to go to the window. Yeah, that was wild. Uh so that was Saturday, and then Sunday was the big day, the race day, and it was cold, rainy, misty. It's like that terrible rain where it's like misting, so it's really like not. It's not enough to like cancel on track activity but it's still enough that it like delays it it's god it's the worst uh autograph session got moved to the bar area that was really cool i got to sign the bar you signed the whole bar yeah they had like a they built a bar and they're gonna like it's a black top with wood and they're gonna Uh put something over it but they wanted the drivers to sign it and then whatever they put over to be like a clear something Oh, that's cool. So I was the first one to sign it. Dang, look at you. Because they had like Josh, Barry, and a bunch of them on the table over here, and there was no room. So they had me in a chair, mm-hmm. and then they told me to move to the bar because I was the only one sitting in a chair over to the side. Yeah. So I had something to lean on, and uh, it was pretty cool. I, I think that's going to be big uh, for Southern National to to carry on building that area yeah, for the fans. Cool. I think that's going to be really cool. Um, so we had a limited race before us. Mm-hmm. That got wild. They had a fight. Yeah, like right next to our car. Yeah, that was that was wild. That was something. Um, that was that. And the ground pounders, and it was our turn. So our race was a 250 lap race. Mm-hmm. A lot of strategy. We had four tires we could change during a race, but the rule was you could only change two at a time. Now you could take your race, you like you could take your tires off the car mm-hmm. and save them for later. But it had to be those eight tires, the four on the car and the four in the pits. The problem was, which we'll get to that in a little bit when we're talking about the race. The problem was in the rule, which we have it screenshotted because we were confused. It says you can only add two tires at a time. Mm-hmm. So we took it as even if we had two scuffs that we had taken off the car mm-hmm. and we were going to put our scuffs on again you couldn't put your stickers and scuffs at the same time because the rule said two tires no matter what yeah so that's going to be very important as we get into the race recap here uh the race started we started fourth a lot of um a lot of just saving tires we rode third fourth third i don't think we fell out of fourth there in the first segment we stayed out some people pitted early mm-hmm. I'm trying to I'm trying to put the whole race together, but we we were in the top five, and I didn't ever really take the lead yet. But we pitted for uh, y'all came in on the second pit stop. Yeah, we came in the second pit stop, and I think we moved the we moved some tires. Yeah. I think then First one was tires, and then the second stop, y'all came in yeah, with gas. Yeah, so we came back in and got gas. So we had to somewhere in that cycle, we got shuffled back to like nineteenth or something. Mm-hmm. And we drove back to essentially the lead when they we were third, and I think the top two pitted. So we got the lead back. And then we had that big wreck on a restart, and Deke McCaskill got hurt. So we hope he's all right. Yeah, that absolutely. was. I heard he got a concussion. So hopefully we'll see him back at the track soon. But that was uh, that was a big wreck. Took crazy. out some really yeah. really nice cars, but luckily we were in front of that. I think Josh Barry barely made it through on the replay when I was watching it. Mm-hmm. Very, very crazy, crazy wreck there. Yeah. Um, I I come back around and saw so many cars wrecked. I'm like, wow, thank God we were leading. Mm-hmm. So that was like midpoint of the race. But anyways, kind of skipping ahead here, but we we basically ended up, I would say somewhere we got the we got the lead. We or we were leading when the wreck happened. We were leading, and this is where the lap. The lap traffic stuff happened. So I lapped Caden Honeycutt. Mm-hmm. And then I lapped the 61 of O'Brien, uh, who was ahead of Honeycutt. And then I was getting ready to lap my cousin, Cody. Yeah. And that's when shit hit the fan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I felt bad. I was trying to almost cut Cody a break. I, I re- like, he's my cousin. Yeah. For those that don't know it. Uh, he did have a good run. He finished 10th his first yeah. late mile race out of town. Awesome. So that was really cool for him. But I came up on him, and I'm not going to lie, we wanted to lap Honeycutt because we knew he was a fast car. Yeah. So we lapped another car so he couldn't get the lucky dog. Well, 
I caught Cody with like four to go in the segment. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't going to lap him. I was just going to kind of ride. And as we came off a of four, he kind of stayed up. So I got inside and I'm like, well, I guess I got to. Well, as we got in the corner, he turned down because he had radio issues, which we found out later. Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, I don't know how we didn't wreck. I, it probably knocked our toe out. But I went sliding across the apron. He hit the 31. The 31 wrecked. Caution yep. comes out. I'm like, like, I'm not mad at well, excuse me, podcast. <laughs> Celsius make me burp. But Nasty. yeah, I'm not I'm not like mad at Cody, but like as a driver, and that when that happens, you're leading, you're mad in general. You're like, no, like yeah. I wouldn't have lapped him if I'd have known that was gonna happen. But it like I said, it wasn't his fault. So luckily both of us didn't wreck. Cody kept going, I kept going. Uh, Colby Vance sent me a Snapchat today of uh, the side of Cody's car where I got into him <laughs> and said, Cody didn't respect the veteran and he cut down on me <laughs> because when I was uh, coming up, I got into somebody and the guy yelled at me and Colby and told us I didn't respect the veteran. So <laughs> Colby knew I would laugh at that. That's but um, the caution comes out. We pit. We take our we take our second or our last two tires on the right side. Well, Honeycutt was not the lucky dog, apparently. The 61 was, from what I've been told. But somehow Honeycutt got a lucky dog in this whole process, which apparently, I don't know what strategy was on, but Barry had taken his scuffs off, or he had put two tires on the left and then ran like 10 laps and the caution came out, so they took them back off. Mm -hmm. So he essentially had four tires for this next segment because he put his new rights on and then put those 10 lap lefts on mm-hmm. and my lefts had like 100 laps on them. The rule that we had read said that you couldn't do four at a time. So yeah, I had to do some super sleuthing. Yeah. So I, I and I, and it doesn't matter. Like it was a hell of a race no matter what, but 100%. and I'm not saying this as of like, Oh, Josh and him cheated. Like, no, that's not where I'm going with this. I'm just saying like, this is what caused the race to be so crazy because yeah. in my head, I'm thinking the rule said something else. And and I don't know who's right or wrong. I still don't really know. But yeah. I know I'm at a disadvantage at this point because we played a different strategy because we didn't realize we could do that. Yeah. This is where I'm going with this. So the race goes back green with essentially 50 to go. Mm-hmm. Josh is coming. I mean, I got a big lead, but he's like rolling and. And about a tenth, tenth and a half faster. I know he's going to catch me in a matter of time, and I'm tight. I got a little front end damage early in the race. <laughs> That's a whole other story. But Lee told me it looked great, and the whole thing's been up, and I still didn't know it. <laughs> like I'm like, there's no way it's good. They didn't even fix it, but yeah. we couldn't. He just weren't gonna be able to fix it. So Barry's coming, and I'm like, man, my only shot is like try to slow him down when he gets here by taking his line away, mm-hmm. and then also. My only shot is if he does get by me is just to not let him get away, make him have to slide his tires. Yeah. Well, that it that probably turned into the battle of my career. Like this battle, I've done a lot of racing, and this is probably the most badass race I've ever been a part of. Because mm-hmm. I felt like I'm handicapped on tires. Josh has got better tires, but I probably got a better car. Like yeah, like my car I felt like was the winning car, but Josh has got better tires. So. This track is like really low grip now. So tires matter. So we start slide jobbing each other and we're moving each other. And I mean, it started off gentle and it got rougher and rougher yeah. and rougher. And like, then it turned into like, we were dragging the brake to not let each other cross us over, but we were still piling into the back of each other. It was wild. And then I knew it was getting serious when he, he, I think I drugged the brake and then he picked me up at the flag stand and just shoved me into one. And like, I mean, I'm sideways and I'm like, Oh, like, no, we're, I'm giving it back. Right. Like they, <laughs> Lee's like, give it back, give it back. So I hit him one time and I, I bottomed out when I hit him, I guess, cause I just hit him in the right spot and my car went down. But the meantime is like Honeycutt is over a straightaway behind. Well, we slowed down so much. Because for 20 laps, we probably swapped the lead twice a lap. Like, you never knew who was going to lead the lap. So Honeycutt catches us. And then I think it was like Josh and I were trying to keep – I was trying to keep him outside, and he was trying to keep me outside so the 17 could fill the hole. 
Mm-hmm. Well, the 17 got there and made it three wide. And I don't – I felt like he barely hit my left rear. But, I mean, we were three wide, and and I got in the middle. So then I checked up, and I crossed Honeycutt over off of four, and I got three wide. And I was, like – I was far enough in to where, our, like, when he started coming down, like, I was in there. And yeah. I know he said I drove through him, but – and I tried to stay off of him. I went on the apron trying to stay off of him, and we ran out of room. And I barely hit him in the left side. And even the replay, I watched it just to see if I needed to like send him an apology. But like, I, my opinion, and mm-hmm. this is just me. I I didn't really see where I did anything dirty to him. Yeah, nothing that he wouldn't have done to me. I felt like, but it was mm-hmm. a little bit of a wiggle, just enough to to get him in the middle, and then. Josh cleared us and I drove into three and got back to his bumper and moved him a little bit because like whoever got away was going to win the race probably. 100%. So I ended up with the lead and then I had to hold Honeycutt off. I mean, he stayed within a car length and I think with like two to go, he tried to get to me and just kind of missed. And that, that gave me coming to the white flag, a big enough gap to where I just had to hit my marks. So yeah. We got us a turkey back here. <laughs> I've been trying to get this thing. I My first Thanksgiving Classic was 2013, 10 years ago. Dang. And I haven't ran 10 times because I ran 13, I ran 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. So I missed one. Mm-hmm. I didn't run 14. But I finished second in 16. I finished second in 21. I finished third in 2020. Mm-hmm. well it was actually 19 sorry 2020 didn't happen because of covid so we ran in march of 2020 before covid because gotcha. 19 rained out so i finished second twice third once and finally got us a turkey and oh, let me done. just te- yeah let me just tell you nicole saw me carry this up the stairs a minute ago that's a piece of equipment right there i almost fell in the front yard because i tripped over the curb yeah that was kind of funny Saying it's like 85 pounds. We would have been taken it. down by a turkey. The turkey. And I, I told him I wanted this so bad because this is one of the crown jewels I hadn't had. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it wasn't 50 grand to win this year. It was 15. But, you know, the money ain't even what it's about for me. No, that trophy right there is what I wanted. And hats off to Diaz and Southern National for that trophy. I mean, that's I, a that's crazy. I love unique trophies. Yeah. Like my Wilkesboro stills down here somewhere and uh the hampton heat's different and just these trophies are cool when they're not just a regular like every trophy's cool but when there's some uniqueness like this i mean i always call it a turkey race and now i got a trophy with a turkey on top so this is um and i was about to say it's cool when the trophies like kind of play into what makes that race or that track unique like i always thought the um is it Wake County's got the bull? Wake County's got the bull. Yeah, like something like that's cool because the bull ring, like yeah. stuff like that. It's just different. So now we got turkeys. We got a turkey. Uh, Mike New made There's the trophy, two of them. and you and it's turkeys. funny. It's funny. Mike New made the trophy, and I won the Beluzo race, and that's another trophy he made. So. Oh really? So he made. That's why they got that same kind of uh, shape. I was thinking they kind of look similar. Yes, that makes so, sense. So Mike New made. Mike New, you make a mean trophy. It's a bad to the bone trophy. Yeah. Uh, so we finally win Southern national Mm -hmm. and, uh, we go to tech, they tear the motor down. Uh Oh, I feel like I'm about to sneeze. (laughs) Man. Bless you. Get it together. We're all human. We don't edit nothing like that. So (laughs) we leave Southern. Well, actually, I'm sorry. You had to leave because you had to work Monday. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even get to celebrate with you. Yeah. Uh, we're supposed to maybe go to the Waffle House this week because everybody had to work. We were in tech. Yeah, we, got so, yeah, we were in tech so late because we had to tear the motor down. David West, thank you so much for staying there and working on that. We got we passed that. They took our shocks off. They checked rear end skew. They, I mean, they tore us down. We were there. The race probably ended at what? Like, I think we were in Victory Lane, like three forty five, four forty five. Yeah, something like that. We didn't leave till like nine o'clock. Yeah. So we were in tech for because we left four like seven thirty. Yeah. I think David West put three and a half, four hours on Facebook. We were in tech. That's crazy. So they checked us. I mean, I'll give it to a Mike Cox and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name, but from Florence and Myrtle Beach, they did a they did a thorough exam on it. Mm-hmm. We were legal, so that was a plus. <laughs> I knew we would be, but I'm just so proud of 
the Lee Pulliam team. I mean, Lee worked his tail off, and not just Lee, the whole the whole organization. And that was a yeah. what a year, nine wins, and how many crown jewel races? And felt like you we let nine wins this year. I think nine from uh, counting to four hundred last year. So oh, okay, we had four cars tour wins. We had Battle of the Stars. We had Tri Counties Weekly Show. We had a Hampton Heat, mm-hmm. and then we had Thanksgiving Classic. So that'd be eight plus the the four the four hundred a year before. So Dang, look at you. so I say in a year with Lee, we won nine races. Should have should have would have could have. South Boston two hundred would have been another crown jewel. We finished second. Mm-hmm. That was close, but you know Josh was Josh seemed cool with the racing after the race. He mm-hmm. he didn't say nothing bad. Honeycutt was mad, but. I mean, Josh and I raced harder than Honeycutt and I did, and, yeah. and Josh was cool with it. The only thing I didn't like that Honeycutt said, and I can talk about it because it's my po- it's my podcast, but I didn't uh, agree with you know. And, and Honeycutt and I are are good friends. Let me just yeah, throw this out here: like, like I love that dude like a brother, and I you respect him. him. I spotted for him at Langley when when he won there, but I didn't agree with him basically saying that. I I did everything wrong and Josh was smart enough to not uh to know what not to do and like it all started when Josh moved me. Like yeah. we moved each other and as it got rougher, we both got rougher. It wasn't like I was the only one doing it. So yeah. I didn't really agree with the honeycut statement on that because I feel like if he watched the replay, like Josh hit me just as hard as I hit him at times. And Mm -hmm. then it just came down to like refusing to lose at that point. I mean, we're, we're racing. Nobody was going to wreck each other. I was never going to dump Barry. If I, if I had a dump Barry, why would I have even wanted to win the race at that point? Like I could have dumped him with 30 to go. Yeah. So I'm, I'm all about hard racing and I'm, I'm definitely good with like racing rough at mm-hmm. times and I didn't even think it was that rough. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it got harder at the end, but nobody wrecked each other and I wasn't going to wreck anybody and I wasn't going to wreck Honeycut, but I felt like when he made it three wide on me, he knew what he was, you know, getting into there yeah. and what was I supposed to do? Just say, Dude, "Oh, you made it three yeah. wide and took the lead and now I'm going to just let you win." Like yeah. I I don't know. I just it kind of rubbed me wrong, but um I'm sure we'll talk about it and we're going to race a lot next year yeah, and sure. if we move up through the ranks we'll be racing together so i uh i i just kind of caught me off guard with those comments a little bit especially with him being a dirt guy like me and mm-hmm. slide jobs and all that but so you went home i went back to lee's house mm-hmm. that was fun i spent a night at lee's and then we had to go to charlotte for the press conference yeah so i got the hat on Z Max Cars Tour Series. That's huge. That's awesome. Like that's a corporate sponsor on the Cars Tour. Yeah. Like it's big time. That's. I mean, what you're a marketing person. Like, how big is that? You think? I think it's huge, and I mean, added. What am I trying to say here? Like, on top of the fact that you already have four big names that came in at the start of the 23 season, you know, the new ownership group, um, with all those big names, just having Z Max on top of that. I definitely think there's going to be big things. Car stores already gotten way more eyes this year. Um, you know, getting a awesome partner like Z-Max on top of that. I agree. I mean, I went, so car store asked me to come as a, a driver of the series. I was the, mm-hmm. the one on the media sheet. I feel like that was an honor. They asked me, uh, they told me I could bring Lee Pulliam. Mm-hmm. Well, our trip was eventful. We almost didn't make it. Yeah. I, I called you, told you about it, and texted you, but we got caught on 77, and there was a wreck, probably 15 cars in front of us. I mean, we're lucky. I remember I told Lee, like, we were at Longhorn, and we, we finished eating lunch, and he went to the restroom, and then I went to the restroom, and I said, dude, if we wouldn't have went to the restroom, like, we could have been in this thing, like, yeah. Because and the reason I'm saying that is it was serious. Like they had to shut the interstate down and fly life flight helicopter onto the interstate That's to pick crazy. them up. So we were we were moments away from being right around that crash, and we were going to be there about two hours early. And we sat here for an hour and a half to two hours, and 
we told them we weren't going to make it. Like we were like convinced we drove all the way to Charlotte and we're not going to make it to the press conference. Yeah. We ended up getting there on the dot. I may have had to knock some of those rubber cone things over on the highway. Oops. Sorry about that, Charlotte. <laughs> but I had to get in the toll lane because that was the only lane moving. But we made it there right on the dot. They took me in a room with Harvick and Junior and all those. Harvick loved the race. So did Junior. Uh, we had a awesome. we had a long talk. I got to, got to talk to Keelan a little bit, tell him about his he won one of the Legend Car races, um, cool. and he congratulated me on the win. And it was cool because Harvick owns the car Josh races, so he loved the race. He thought it was he thought it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's like, man, you know, even they didn't win, they thought it was awesome racing. So that's why with the comments from Honeycutt, I was just really off guard because. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, Josh or Harvick's car finished third, and he loved it. So yeah. uh, it was it was fun. They brought Lee and I in there. I had to put on a Z Max polo, so that was cool. Got a free Fancy. polo, and um, they did their little press conference, and then I had to answer media questions. And we were at Charlotte Media Center, so I think you're just going to continue to see the car store grow. And yeah, I'm sure. proud to be a part of it. I'm proud that they feel like I can be an ambassador for it and yeah. invite me to functions like that. I mean. I just try to be myself and, and I feel like it's, it's paying off of just letting the world know who the Butterbean is. Yeah. By the way, on that, somebody commented, how did I get the nickname Butterbean on our YouTube? Yeah. Well, I was born and, you know, well, obviously I was born. I'm here. <laughs> Duh. I looked like the boxer Butterbean <laughs> back in the day. So been some real truth, Brendan. <laughs> so, so the cool part about that is I didn't realize it, but Butterbean the boxer wore American flag uh, shorts when he did he really so now with me getting out with the american flag it's come full circle yes and the best comment of the week was i look like george washington crossing the delaware <laughs> when i was on top of the car with the flag so that's my new motto for next year is george washington crossing the delaware nice because i guess because i put my leg up and yep. got the flag so that was cool i got back last night like 11 30 and finally got to see you and we could enjoy the win yeah so that was Pretty much the recap of Southern National. Uh, I feel like anything we need to add on that? Any? No, I think it was just a really great way to cap off a great season. We've talked about it before, but we've really enjoyed our season on the tour and getting to work with Lee and LPP and all the guys. So I think it was just a really good way, you know, coming off a holiday weekend. It was just, it was just a good way to cap off the year. I mean, anytime you can end the season with a win, it gives you momentum heading into the you haven't heading into the following season, but it's just a good way to cap off season. I, I felt, had fun. I felt the same way. It was probably one of the most fun career or seasons in my career. Yeah. I do want to give a shout out to Phil Warren for coming to Victory Lane. Yeah, that was a really cool moment. I've got a picture with my old crew chief and my current crew chief. Yeah. Uh, that's special to me because Phil Warren got me to this point and I feel like I know it's hard for him to not be a part of it mm -hmm. like as it's happening, because this is a race that Phil wanted to win just as bad as me. And, yeah. and we were so close and I know it, I'm not speaking for him, but I know there's gotta be a part of him. That's like, man, like I would have loved to have won that with Brennan, mm -hmm. but just because he won't with me, I still consider him a part of it because 100%. That was something him and I chased for nine, I mean, nine years. I mean, we mm -hmm. tried to win it and man, last year we had a really good shot and it just ended wrong. And the year before we had a good shot and finished second. So yeah. uh, it was really special for him to come to victory lane and, and get a picture with Lee and I, he didn't want to, we had to force him to take a photo <laughs> with us, but that's yeah. something that I'm going to hang up on the wall somewhere because uh, I don't, I've said it before, I've said it, million times but i don't get this opportunity without him yeah definitely and without my family and everything we went through for all those years to get me here but phil was a major part of preparing me to learn how to drive like i couldn't have won that race with those crossovers and dragging the brake unless i, I learned so much of that the last couple of years at langley mm -hmm. slowing down and and protecting the bottom and that was all phil warren that taught me that so uh, shout out to Phil. <laughs> shout out to Felipe. Yes. We love you and we're super glad you were there. Yes, absolutely. Uh, always, always family to me. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about me the last two weeks. 
So I guess we're going to talk about the queen, Nicole. It's my turn. It's your turn. It's my time to shine. Well, everybody, everybody always asks us, Nicole, how did we meet? <laughs> what a great story. So. Well, actually, you should probably back it up. I don't know where you're going to start it, but we kind of, we didn't meet, but we we were in the same room. <laughs> yeah. So Brendan and I, I guess we can say it, from Coastal Virginia, we both attended uh, Old Dominion University, ODU. I took a class I really wanted to take. Yeah, both of us. <laughs> Somehow we ended up in the same theater class. Theater. Theater. You ever seen me in the drama class? I have. That's... Now I've kind of met you. Um, so I had been going to Langley and I remember, I don't know, a professor either, she was calling out something like taking attendance. And I remember you had, maybe she was like collecting a paper or something. But all I remember is I heard your name and I saw you walk up to the front of class. And I don't know what shirt you were wearing, but it was definitely racing related. Shocker. And so I called my dad after sometime that day. And I was like, yeah, that like Butterbean guy from Langley. I was like, I think he's in my theater class. I will never forget my dad told me, oh, you should like go up and tell him that you go to Langley. Tell him that you're a fan. And this is like, I don't know, 18 year old Nicole. I was like, dad, that's social suicide. Absolutely not. Never in my wildest dreams. <laughs> but while that was going on, I, I told you later on that I seen a girl with a NASCAR K&N sticker on her laptop at ODU. And I was going to go up and tell her I was a K&N driver. And short yeah. story it was you the whole time yeah. with that sticker and i was like what a like what a small what world. a small world I, and i do i saw the sticker and who else has a k&n nascar sticker right yeah so that was spring of 2016 so i ended up uh switching colleges ended up graduating from liberty university go flames uh but that summer so summer of 2016 i started interning at east carolina that was the year that Langley was closed. Me and my dad had taken a trip down there and we said, hey, like, you know, we'll just go down there one week, see some of the Langley guys, you know, go to a new track. And somehow we started tra- talking to the track promoter and I got an opportunity to intern with the track. So I took over their social media for the summer and got to be trophy girl. So I'm really a professional check holder. You know, think about it. That's where it all started. That's where it all started. And uh, met Brendan that year. In Victory Lane. In Victory Lane. Um, W's, baby. W. So, I think you, yeah, because you swept, I think it was the first night that I was handing out trophies. You swept the wins. That was my first late model sweep. That was sick. So, we actually got two photos that night. Um, And so, you know, that was the night that I actually met you and started talking to you. And I don't know, at some other point during the summer, we were talking with a group and we started putting two, two and two together that we had that theater class together. And um, so we started talking. We exchanged Snapchats because that's what you did back in the day. I feel like that's what the kids still do. Um, the cool kids. The cool kids. So we stayed in touch. But then towards the end of the season, <laughs> your ex broke up with you. <laughs> or you broke up with her. Anywho, Brendan became single. And right before the banquet, somehow we were talking and... Was it my idea to go to the bank with you, or did you ask me? I'm pretty sure I asked you. I think I kind of voluntold myself. I no, I'm volunt- pretty sure I asked you. Yeah. Because And I was like, would you be interested? Because I think you were going anyways, because... Uh-uh. No, you weren't. Well, I remember... I remember, yeah, I was single, and I asked you to go to the banquet. I won the championship mm-hmm. after being the most hated driver of the year. Yeah. But... Definitely not. I, it's funny. I went from most hated to most popular at Dixieland all within a couple of years there. Like crazy. And it ain't far from each other. And I was most yeah. hated. Uh, yeah. So I, I took you to the East Carolina banquet. Mm-hmm. So that was fun. And then, so that's like how we met, how we actually started dating. Um, so after I graduated college, I moved down to North Carolina, went to Charlotte, did all the NASCAR things, and then came back the summer of 2021. So I, at the time, Vaughn was the promoter at Langley Speedway, and I had previously worked with Vaughn at Richmond. Um, and so he texted me. He saw that I was back in town. He's like, hey, you want to come finish out our season and run our social media? And I was like, at the time, I was unemployed. And I was like, sure, it gives me something fun to do on the weekends. Um, 
So yeah, I went back to Langley and I made one trip down Pitt Road. And here I go getting this text from old Butterbean Queen. He was like, hey, are you at Langley? And I was like, uh, yes. I was in my prime. In your prime. I was winning. Meanwhile, I'm going to go ahead and expose you. Uh, he had slid in my DMs for five years. So <laughs> I played the fifth. I played the fifth. I don't know. I was a hype man. Okay. Oh, you were a hype man. I've got evidence from five years. I was a hype man. So what? You know, she. You played the long game. I. I. I save tires all the time. I know how to. I know how to. <laughs> I have. I have patience. I know how to play the long game. Well, you also did come up to my trailer after I texted you that day and saw my mom and them again. Oh yeah. And then you told me. Where are you at in the points? And I said, leading. And you said, good, you better win. So you take me to the banquet this year. And that's. I'm good at making aggressive statements like that. That's kind of how we strong. That's kind of how we started. And then I remember the Tides game was a Langley Speedway night. And I had my race car there like a, a couple weeks later. And yeah, because you told me you were going to take me on a quote unquote date. And so we kind of considered that like a date because. We after you out. were done with Mark Wirtz down throwing a pitch. That, yeah, that was Mark uh, stick the racing because I saw your first pitch. <laughs> yeah, it was a little questionable. Um, but yeah, and I remember you were texting me during the game and you're like, I'll come by you dipping dots. And I said, sold. <laughs> little BQ was, was on you it. You were working. I was winning races, winning championships. You know, I'm, I'm starting to put together two and two. That was a trend because when we were driving down to East Carolina for the banquet, we stopped at a Dare Queen Grill and Chill and you bought me a blizzard. So clearly I, what we're learning here is ice cream is the way to my heart. I found Lee Pulliam and I are twins. We 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 have the same tactics. Yes. I've learned that yesterday on the road. Interesting. Can't tell you the whole ride. Yeah, but, oh boy. But me and L me and LP. <laughs> yeah, that was that was 21. So yeah. so we started dating and then um I'll never forget this. The night that we, I you didn't even really ask me to be your girlfriend. Yeah, it was very yeah. not romantic at <laughs> yeah, go, all. Yeah, tell them how you became my girlfriend. Go ahead and just tell them this so, part. So the back half of the 21 season, basically like September and the first part of October. Yeah, we reconnected in like August. So yeah. this was like almost the end of the season now. So towards the end of the season, I was handling Langley social media. But I mean, I was already at the track. I was there. So I would take pictures and videos for Brendan and I would text it to him. And I would like send him like suggested copy. Like, here's what I think you should put on your social media. So he would take what I would send him and post it on his social. So and you had no idea what you were getting into. Oh my gosh. If I knew it, I would have just saved the effort. I'm kidding. Um, so I was helping you technically helping you with your social, but we decided at the end of the season, we were at a uh, red bones, a local watering hole here. Um, <laughs> watering hole. Tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> Good food. And, Shout uh, out, Redbones. Yeah, Redbones. Love you guys. Um, having a little beverage. And you told me, you're like, I mean, you already like handle all my stuff. Like, do you want to just, I'll get you logged into all my accounts. And it finally dawned on me. We had been dating, you know, going on dates pretty steady for like over a month. And I finally was like, you know, if I have access to all your social accounts, I can see all your DMs. I might as well just like be your girlfriend. You said, okay. And that's how we made things official. That's how we became a couple. Why do you air quote it? Couple. I'm saying that's just how it happened. Okay. We literally, because you were in my, uh, no, that's not why. We were both thinking it, but. I mean, it was, it was just in that a, direction anyway. It was, it was just, just a, kind of a funny. It was just the way it was. So we, that was a little. So we, I got a little. A little, a little sing song there. A little excited there when I said it. Well, I took you to the banquet that year. Yes. Which we were dating. First time we were dating. So yes. we didn't date in 2016. Mm-hmm. I wanted to. I was all about some butterbean back in the day. She was. I ghosted her. I tried really hard to like, because you ghosted me after the banquet. I tried really hard to like keep the conversation going and like find ways to text you. But then you just were not interested. So I said, bye. Pretty much. I was young and dumb. Yeah. So... That was, we went to the banquet in 21 mm-hmm. and then we were, so I guess I got my job at the port mm-hmm. that January of 22. Yeah. So I start. so we went to the banquet. I got my job. Cause 21, the 21 season banquet 
was actually I was working at the port. Yeah, because it, it got it got postponed because of snow. snow. Yeah, so I was working at the port. Uh, we started getting more and more serious of our dating, mm-hmm. which so twenty two. So I go on that run where I win ten races, mm-hmm. and everything starts kind of falling into place. Of we're gonna sign this deal with Lee and. Mm-hmm. You were like my partner on that. Like I talked to you a lot about that of what you thought I should do. What people don't realize with making that, I mean, it was a big. It, there were so many nights. I mean, that you would just, we were just talking it through. I mean, that's what you do as a couple. But I mean, even I don't want to say questioned your decision, but I mean, you really wrestled with that for a couple of weeks, like trying to figure out, like it, you know, thinking. This is before my parents knew. Nobody knew. It was just us. Just us and John knew. Um, Maybe like one or two others. But I mean, you were wrestling with it. Like, because I, again, like that was really, I don't want to say turning point, but you considered me in it. And you're like, if we go, if I stay at the port, like I can provide for our future. And he's like, and I remember telling you several times, like, you'll never get this opportunity again. This is once in a lifetime thing. Yeah. I think that was the first time in my life that I thought about more than just me. I was like, we were really serious. We were coming up on a year together, a year together. So we were like, we were getting serious and, um, I really went back and forth with that decision because it was a dream, but I also was making really good money Yeah, and I was set up for my future and I've taken a risk for sure. I don't mm-hmm. regret it. I no, mean, when is stuff like this makes you go, this is why I'm here. Yeah. And that's probably why I'm not saying that I drive any different, but I mean, I think I just, I just know how much I put into to, to this that I can't, like, I cannot lose. I have to You definitely win. drive like your career's on the line. My, car- week. my career is on the line is, and, and it's not, it's not a hobby anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a career and I'm trying to, to put myself in every opportunity I can. So it was a tough decision, but you were a big part of that. You were a big supporter from day one of me to go to LPP. Mm-hmm. I don't, you knew a little bit about Lee, but you didn't know him personally like I did. I ha- I actually didn't meet Lee until y'all signed the deal. So I, yeah, I introduced you at Martinsville, at but you knew the name. So yeah, I mean, I grew up around short track races, so I knew the name Lee Pulliam. Yeah. And I knew he was a badass. Well, yeah, I knew he was like kind of one of the legends of the sport and I knew about that, but I didn't know, like, I didn't know him as a person. And now I'm like, wow. Great people. I Great mean, people. it's it's just a big family. So, uh, so that's pretty much how I would say we met mm-hmm. and kind of how we got to here, which we could probably have another episode on that whole year when we were going back and forth with the contract, but your career Let's talk about that for a second. You, We're going to have to save that for another episode because, unfortunately, my lunch break is over. Well, we'll make it quick. Let's just. Okay, cool. Right quick here. Um, East Carolina to New Hampshire to Richmond to Hendrick. Yeah, that was the trajectory. So, like I said, I got, honestly, just all of it was networking. I just happened to talk to the, um, not the producer. The promoter. Promoter at East Carolina. Duh. Got myself an opportunity there, interned. Um, and then that led to an internship in New Hampshire. So he was actually trying to get me connected with some folks at Charlotte Motor Speedway. But Charlotte and New Hampshire are owned by the same parent company, SMI. So I um, just out on the whim, it sounded like a fun opportunity. It was a digital media internship. So I got to do, I got to learn the video side of things, which honestly it didn't, Looking back, like it's so funny how that works because I've taken so much that I learned there. Um, also got to do a lot of work on social media and learned how to do it professionally because I was kind of just winging it at East Carolina. Um, wow, that was par for the course. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's honestly where I learned so much of my foundation of what I did later on down the road. So I then, again, somehow... Oh, because my dad had done one of those like driving experiences at Richmond earlier that year um, in 2016. So, or no, 2017. So 2017 is when I moved up to New Hampshire for the summer. Did an internship there. That spring, my dad had done one of the driving experiences at Richmond. Just happened to have run into Dennis Bickmeyer that day. 
um, and asked him, I was like, Hey, like, does your, does Richmond do any internships? Um, stay connected with him and the team when I was up in New Hampshire and, um, got an internship for fall of 17. It was actually supposed to be in ticket sales. And I did one day and <laughs> I did not like it. I realized quickly that sales was not for me. Not a, not a sales so person. I did. This is embarrassing. Um, you know, it's talk about being young and dumb. I, I, like I said, I lived, um, an hour away from Richmond Raceway. So I commuted an hour each way every day, which was nothing. Cause I drove two and a half hours every day to each week to go to East Carolina, two and a half hours, one way to not get paid. That was dedication. Um, which you meant me. Yeah. So I guess it worked out. Um, but at Richmond, did one day of sales and I sent them an email that night. I was like, Hey, like I appreciate the offer, but sales is not for me. So the vice president actually reached out and was like, Hey, like I'd hate to send one, you know, you worked one day and send it back to HR. So, um, he got me hooked up with their marketing director, Ray, and I got to take the reins of their social media. Um, so I handled their social for like six months. And then it just got to a point where they didn't have it in the budget to bring me on full time, which is kind of a blessing in disguise. Um, I took a year, moved to Greensboro, got a full time job, just getting closer to Charlotte, like physically um, and just positioning myself that way I was ready if an opportunity came. And I just happened to be scrolling Indeed one day and there was an opportunity at Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, What happened in New Hampshire? The internship ended. It was only like a three month thing. Okay, so so you did New Hampshire in between there, or was that before Richmond? So I was in New Hampshire from July of 2017 to the. I was actually able to do both races. Um, so they kept me until se- late September. So I, because that was the final okay. year that New Hampshire had two races. Yep. So then I came home in late September of 2017. I think I had like a week off, and then I immediately started at Richmond. Okay. So, All right. So now you're in Greensboro. Yep. So I did. I worked at Richmond from probably like October of 2017 to about like late April, early May of 2018. Um, I got to run social at Richmond for the spring race. And that's actually how I got connected with Brandon Brown, who's now the GM at South Boston. So great guy. Oh, my gosh. Fantastic. Great he taught guy. me so much. Um, so Brandon actually at the time was doing social for Chicagoland and for all their, all the NASCAR races, all the tracks on that side, they always bring in support, uh, from that tracks like family. So since Richmond and Chicagoland were owned by the same company, they brought in Brandon and, uh, Brett Savage from Daytona. So we tag teamed that weekend. Um, so like I said, moved to Greensboro that in working at Richmond ended cause they couldn't bring me on full time and I couldn't keep driving up an hour. Um, moved to Greensboro for a year and then saw the opportunity at Hendrick that came available and I jumped at it. And honestly, I threw my application in as like a whole Hail Mary. I was like, this is never going to happen. Like, I don't have the experience they're looking for. And I got the call and it only took three months of interviews because the director of communications at the time was getting married. So then he went away on a honeymoon for like two weeks. So it was a super drawn out process, but got to work at Hendrick. I was there for two and a half years. Um, and then you won a championship. And then we won a championship. Um, She's got a ring. Not from me, but <laughs> from Chase Elliott. But it was really cool. Um, I was social media coordinator. Um, we later brought on a second one, my good friend Taylor. So that was really fun. I ended up learning how to do PR. I became the backup PR rep. So got to learn that side of the sport. Um, it was actually kind of trending that I probably could have made the jump full time from social to PR, but I just quickly realized it wasn't something that I wanted to do full time. Um, and then COVID hit and really changed, changed the landscape of things. Changed and the whole world. Changed the world. Yeah. So, you know, it kind of just put things in perspective and I made the difficult decision. I was like, it just kind of became, it wasn't really that fun anymore. And I was like, I'm making too many sacrifices in life to be at the shop where I'm not having fun. So I made the decision to leave. And that's when I came home in the summer of 2021. Got reconnected with you and 
I know I know you gotta get back, so we're gonna. I'm, I got a couple more couple more questions here, but so you came back to Langley, mm-hmm. and then you started working with me. How's yes. that been? Uh, it's been great. Uh, but you, it really you can be truthful. It stresses me out at times because <laughs> you have to play both roles. I have to play. I play all the roles. You know, I have to balance it with being a girlfriend. And I mean, even this past weekend, like at Kenley, those last couple laps, like I knew just especially how like hard y'all, you and um, Josh were going was make sure to capture that because Flo wasn't at Kenley. But it's balancing that. Like I knew we were going to make a vlog and I needed the content. But selfishly as a girlfriend, I was like, I just want to be able to sit back and like watch the last 10 laps and just soak it in. So, I mean, there's things like that that you kind of have to you know, weigh it out, but, um, and then technically, I guess you're my boss. So there's times I'm not your boss. There's times that we butt heads about, you know, I don't know, small, really small things, but that's healthy though. I mean, it's healthy, but I always tell everyone at the end of the day, I really love it because you really give me the freedom to do what I want and how I want to do it. So you put on your burning queen thinking hat. I do. Um, yeah, whenever I write, copy i always say that i have to put on my little running queen hat on and put use my buttermean voice so yeah, yeah so basically if if you're reading my social media and it and it's you're not basically me reading it well me. if it's not me typing it it's her thinking as me so it's something i probably would say which is probably 95 percent of the time is what people don't realize and i have to change the typos a lot but it's okay yeah that's my one fault about social media i suck at typos um but you've enjoyed it. It's been fun. It's really fun. And I tell everyone, like, it's it's fun because it makes me feel like part of the team. And it makes me feel like I have, like, it gives me something to do at the track. Because I'm there every week, um, regardless. But it's fun having a, playing a part in it and having a role in it. So I love it. And like I said, you give me the space to do things, like, how I like to do it and how I want to do it. So it's fun that I'm able to have, like, creativity with it. And it's not as it's not as tight like brand parameters um, as I've had in the past, which I mean, ain't no thing like Hendrix, like a million dollar company. So, you know, working with million dollar sponsors. So of course you have to have, and I had how much into my bank account when we met? Oh, when we met you. I think you literally had like a 11 cents. Yeah. 11 cents in the bank for BQ when we met 11 cents. (laughs) I forgot about that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was a very big part of the story. I was waiting for you to, to say 11 cents in the bank. So she's not with me for the money. No, and for the here for the mullet and the heart. <laughs> Eleven cents in the BQ <laughs> bank account. Don't ever forget it, guys. If, if I make it big time ever, that's gonna be the story. She met me with eleven cents in the bank account. Yeah. So you I'm had not, maybe I'm not, like twenty bucks, but you had eleven cents in savings. And I'm not. I'm not that bad right now, but yeah. But there was a time. Eleven that's cents. So funny, but I've had so much fun with you, and like I said, it's it's. I wear all the hats for you. I don't. No, people realize how much I do behind the scenes for you. I like I said, I run his social media. Um, you know, as keep me in line from doing something stupid. Honestly, I tell everyone it's a full time job, but um, you know, I help you as a girlfriend at the track or refill your water bottles over the summer. I make sure you're hydrated and you have snacks. Um, but even as we're looking to kind of progress with your racing, I'm handling a lot of the back end marketing, making sure that our marketing materials are good to go when we present them to potential sponsors and potential new race teams so it's fun it's like i said i get to do a lot of creative things and it's wide open yeah so, well i uh i guess i'll ask you this question then um what has been your favorite thing like working at all these places what do you enjoy the most oh, that's a good question i think just being able to have both roles. I mean, honestly, like I love being able to bring like the Butterbean brand to life and showcase it. Well, I mean, like in general, all the places you worked, like what did you enjoy? Oh, uh, oh man. I mean, there's so many different things. Like I really loved my time at New Hampshire that the team at the time in 2017 was, I mean, top notch. They used to do um, mini golf in the hallways on Friday. You paid a dollar and whoever you know, had like the least amount of strokes when the pot, it was never more than like $5. Did you eat a lobster? I did. So actually my last night in New Hampshire, my boss, Jonathan 
took me and the other intern to, well, we did a lobster boil at his house, but it was the same. We got our lobsters from Maverick or Macris. I don't know, but it's the same place that they get loud in the lobster. There it is. Obviously we got the much smaller ones. They were more recently priced, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I did a lobster awesome. up there. Um, so I really loved my time there. Um, enjoyed my time at Hendrick. Like Brendan said, I was there on the ground for a lot of big moments. I was in Phoenix for Chase Elliott's 2020 championship. I got Larson's to, Coke 600. Yeah, was, I was I'm say, jealous. The Coke 600 win in 2021 um, when we broke the record for the most all-time wins, 269. Especially, again, like I don't know if fans realize how much goes into the back end of that. Like we were prepared for months. We had a social plan since the beginning of the season, um, working on that. There was a lot of work that went into that. So actually being able to be there on the ground and that's just something I'll never forget. I mean, like right in front of me, it was something I was able to film was Mr. H like hugging Cliff Daniels and just being able My to buddy, be in, Cliff. Yeah, your buddy Cliff, just being able to be in the moment for things like that and all the behind the scenes stuff. Um, always had a love hate relationship with fun stuff like going to pit practice and it that the pit pad at Hendrick I don't know if people have seen it but it's like a wind tunnel so if you go there in the winter it's freezing mm. so always hated it in the moment but looking back it's like wow that's I mean most people haven't seen that and most people haven't that's pretty cool didn't get to go behind the scenes of a lot of that stuff at Hendrick been in the chassis building got to go in the engine shop see dinos happen so just being able to be a part, a small part of that team. And, you know, there's so much success and a huge legacy with the Hendrick brand. So being able to be a really small part of that was really cool. Yeah. I'm jealous. I hopefully one day I'll be a driver at one of these shops. I take that back. The coolest thing I ever did was to go to the heritage museum, which is Mr. H's personal collection of cars. And I've you, seen photos. Like you have to get like invited you can't like if you go on a tour of Hendrix uh, facilities, that's not included on the tour. Like you have to be like a sponsor or an employee. Um, so that's part of your they do every couple months, at least back when I was there, um, they would do campus tours for new hired employees. And that was part of it. They used to get to walk through to Heritage Museum. And I'll tell you what, there's some cool cars there. I've seen Ben's uh, video of when they took the nine team through. Yeah. Ben on my team worked at Hendrick when Nicole was there. So mm -hmm. that's uh, that's kind of ironic. It's funny. So uh, yesterday I went by Spire and saw Dougie and them, and I forgot to tell you that one of the guys was on the 48 team that's at Spire now, and he knew you. What was his name? Chris something. I forgot. I'll have to ask Dougie. But he, okay. I, he asked me, I, I asked him if he knew you, and he's like, oh, I know Natchez. That's funny. So there's a couple of Chris's. I don't know if something yeah, was. Yeah. So I'll ask Dougie, but no, it's uh, it's crazy. It's all full circle, and hopefully yeah. we'll get back there. Uh, and we're gonna get there. Yeah. Well, we are not. Hopefully, yeah. we will. We get will there. make it there. We Depends are gonna maybe, make it. Maybe Hendrick, maybe another team, but we're gonna make it. I'm yes. down to determine. I am too. I'm gonna figure it out. Um, yeah. So I mean, I felt like uh. Felt like that was really cool to get the the viewers, the listeners to um, learn a little bit about you. Yeah. Uh, I know you got a, we recorded this during Nicole's lunch break today. I've got to write a paper this afternoon, but uh, I don't want to cut you short. I know you got to go. We can always uh, get, take some more questions and, and put it in the next episode. We'll be at PRI next week. So, uh, we probably try to record one before we well, leave because that's next week. So we'll definitely record one this week. So yeah, we go to PRI for who will be there with Hoosier. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I was supposed to say that, but oh, well, mm -hmm. I'll be there. We're going there. Can't tell you what for. But yeah, I can't tell you what for, but I will Hoosier. be at PRI. I've never been. Nicole's going with me. So that's really cool. We're going to vlog it. Mm -hmm. uh, also, I'm thinking about getting us some uh, Thanksgiving classic 2023 winning t-shirts yeah so call our friend Kenny yeah, for that. yeah we're gonna see if we can get that rolling do a special edition limited edition winter shirt uh we want to get some more merch rolling this winter we're gonna restock some waffle house mm -hmm. uh anybody looking for butterbean merch shop crossauthentics.com or brendanqueen.com will take you there right now uh temporarily but that is uh, where our Maybe merch not is. Maybe in the future because I'm working on a really sick website. Yeah, she's working on a website. So it's a really slow process, but that, that'll change it. It's coming soon. Uh, it's been a hell of a year. 
thanks to LPP, the, the state and family, uh, LeithCars.com, Mincy's Graphics, Old School Video Games, everybody that's helped me out this year at some point. Uh, it's been an honor to drive and win races. We're ending the year with a win. Yeah. So we get to sleep on that all year. Be sure to keep watching uh, our video of the podcast on YouTube, subscribing, liking, leaving us comments. We're definitely uh, going to have more content coming to you in the off season. Absolutely. Don't I don't think, think we're going anywhere. I think we're the mic started. The mic sounded better today, I hope. So that's a plus. Also, uh, listen to us on Apple, Amazon. I think it's on there, but mainly Apple. I'm probably going to go ahead and bite the bullet and pay to put it on Spotify. It costs $9 a month. Yeah. I will pay it for you. So, I th- well, I'm saying, so we'll probably upload all three there. But, yeah, uh, man, we just want to thank Bean Nation and uh, even people that aren't Bean Nation that tune in. And, you know, even if you hate us or love us, uh, if you're watching and, and getting a conversation going, you don't have to be a Bean fan, but. Please do. Please. Don't hate on me. I'm sensitive. Yeah. Please. <laughs> please. Yeah, Keep hating towards him. <laughs> if I do something stupid, it's not Nicole's fault. So never get mad at her. But, no. man, we appreciate it. The The support has been overwhelming this season. We got us a turkey. Yeah. And uh, this will be episode three. So it's been uh, it's been cool. And we're going to keep building on it. Look soon. I'm going to get my Twitch going uh, with my iRacing back. Uh, I'm supposed to run in Moon Cars 24-hour race here soon. So, Uh, Looking forward to it. Thanks for everybody listening and uh, have a good week.